Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Oh, man. Is this the first time mom hasn't been here? Like for a podcast? As far as I can recall, yeah. 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 Might be the first time. That she's ever not at least been there for one of them. Yeah. Like in the facility. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Hmm. Wow, I yeah. didn't. I just barely dawned on me. She's probably out on your walkabout right now, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's about that time. Two hundred miles in. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What's Jasmine. up, everybody? What, Adrian? No, I said her and Jasmine. Jasmine went out again today with her. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's been having people pop in and out. That's been awesome. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Dave Boswell here. Davey Boswell, David Boswell, whatever you like. Uh, I got Oscar Solares in the house. Hey there. And Adrian Bradley today. Hey. <laughs> uh, today's topic, uh, really, we're just going to be talking about what is the daily grind of real estate. Um, what? Oh, I shut that thing off. Huh? What is the? What does the daily grind really look like? What? Uh, what is real estate investing really all about? Uh, you know, you see on Facebook and Instagram, people. They like to highlight what the life looks like with cars and planes and uh, all kinds of fancy stuff. And most of the time, they make they make it look a lot more grand than it is. A lot more, a lot flashier. Uh, it's really a show, I think. You know, being somebody who's in it all the time, and this is all I do. Um, it's just not. It's nothing like that. You know, it's really just nothing like. I mean, I guess if you wanted to bring all you know that kind of if you want to wear a suit everywhere you go i get you know i, I don't know just what do yeah, you think they, yeah yeah i agree with you it's they make it very glamorous right the lifestyle the whole thing and and they tend to send to sell the the dream right because we're all after it i mean we all want to succeed we all want to do things and all that and it's no different for any anybody here right adrian right. No, no different the the shift i love what you said is like, like it's not all that mm. and it just brought back i just read an email this morning <clears throat> that the first words were I'm never going to flip houses again, right? And this is a successful guy flipping houses and doing all <laughs> that. Like, never going to flip houses again because of this, 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 and this, right? And it's, it's like, yeah. So my gut reflex and response was, yikes. Uh, let me know how I can help. You have right? a bad experience? or Just challenges, you know, with cities and permits and, and all that, right? It's, but that's, that's, the, that's the game. That's, that's the part of it. So... Yeah, I love the topic because I know, Adrian, you've been around a little bit now and, and have been through some ups and downs and, and in the journey, if you will, in the um, the effort that goes into into it, the consistency. As a matter of fact, we just talked about consistency last night on oh, the coaching did? call, yeah, oh. about and you did a, a session on follow-through and follow-ups, right? right? So there's a reason we do all that stuff, right, to keep people mm. actually moving forward. And it's awesome. Absolutely. Actually, I wanted Adrian to be here because – uh, when it comes to the grind and what the you know what the grind really looks like, you are somebody who I look at and go, okay, that girl grinds like she's on the grind. She gets yeah. it done. She handles her business, and that's you know we really want people to model what you do. Um, so uh, I wanted to bring you in so people could understand what that you know what that looks like. What does your schedule look like? You know, we can talk about some of that. And actually, Adrian is is this your first flip that we're closing right now, or no? Not your first one. No. Well, what's flip? a flip? Yes. flip yes. Yeah, your yes. first flip. flip. Yes. Not your first deal. No. But your first, first actual yes. flip. Yes. Which um, I, I rehabbed in Victorville, Victorville, Calif- Victorville California, yeah. about a $300,000 house. And uh, we just finished the rehab. And uh, while we were 
in at the end of the rehab, uh, somebody approached the front door and came and talked to my contractor saying, can I buy this house? Right. <laughs> I, I want to buy this house. <laughs> Apparently houses in Victorville are just flying off the shelves. People can't, they can't keep them on the market. So she actually said that she had bid on uh, other properties and at asking price and then was outbid by other people offering more just because they, you know, that's the market right now. Right. So um, we're in, we're in escrow. Yes. Thank uh, you. This is, yes, absolutely. Ow. Yes. <laughs> So, um, and and your it's not your first deal though. So she's no. closed quite a few deals. Adrian's made a little bit of cash. Definitely made some money. Uh, it's been a, yeah. yeah, it's been an awesome thing. So why don't you tell us like what is your what is your what does your morning look like at, through your day? Like what does an average day in the life of Adrian look like? You know, in real estate investing in that aspect. Well, first is getting my mind right. So I wake up and we have a group called Morning Coffee. Mm. Um, we have that from 7.45 to 8.30 in the morning, and that's just to get our minds set and, our, and um, about our faith, mm. our faith in God. Mm. So that's how my morning starts, every morning with that, and then prayer. And then I start on, after we get through with that, I start on, you know, whether I'm skip tracing that, you know, this day, or I'm doing cards, or I'm calling homeowners, and basically, that's what I'm doing all day. If I'm not going out um, door knocking with somebody, so do you ba- do you balance out through the week like days that you do cards and days that you do follow ups and days that you're knocking? Uh, do you do you cha- do you uh, balance them out through the week specifically, or do you kind of just decide what you're going to do that day? Or yeah, how does see, that work? yeah, see, I'm not a person that does a schedule saying Monday and Tuesday I'm doing this, mm-hmm. Wednesday and Thursday. I'm a person that, okay, if somebody calls me that I door knock with and say, you know, we, how about it could be Tuesday and I'm already, you know, going to do what, you know, maybe I said, okay, when I got up this morning, I'm going to just do calls and, you know, do cards today. But if I get a phone call, it's like, can we go out today? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go out door knocking and yeah. then when I come back, I'll do it and I might continue the next day. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like a set schedule, but I'm always doing something that has to do with real estate right that's awesome yeah Yeah. and like that's probably most people i think don't you i mean i don't think there's probably fewer people uh that actually live by a schedule like live by their calendar i mean uh i'm i'm that way and then there's people probably like oscar and and christian (laughs) and christian christian's christian's like through the roof compared to yeah compared to you know he's he's all about uh uh you know you're an entrepreneur now who's your boss your and your calendar is your boss, right. and it dictates everything that you do yeah, for the day. That. And and I'm I'm kind of a hybrid, right? There's things that I I keep scheduled, mm-hmm. but I know that in this business, like you said, there's there's things that come up, mm-hmm. right? right? And the last thing you want to do is put something off. But that's why I calendar the things that I know that I can shift. I have to get done, but I can shift, mm-hmm. and then I leave open space for all the stuff that's going to show up, mm-hmm. right? Like the email this morning, mm-hmm. like. Uh, our contractor calling me right now on Skyline, right, and saying, hey, I need a decision on this, or I need you to go swing by and do that. So mm-hmm. that's that's the stuff, right, that, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. constantly, yeah, constant. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, because, like, this morning my plan was to do morning coffee, and then after I finished morning coffee to head out towards, because I'm, you know, today's my dad's birthday, so I was going to Yorba Linda. And on the way to Yorba Linda, I had pulled a list last night when I got home, 
to go look at some vacants out towards that way, you know. Mm. But then I got the text from you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I just pivoted and yeah. said, okay, morning coffee, then this, and then go do the vacants and then go to my dad's. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's always changing. See, that's that's um, that's the thing I like about Adrian, right? Mm-hmm. It's that because um, we we teach that mm-hmm. and she really ta- has taken it to heart that, man, I'm going to go here. So I'm going to prepare myself to be there, but I'm also going to take advantage of being there and look for these things yeah, and do these the things. The only one I know who really does that, <clears throat> like one of the only people I know who actually does that. Yep. It's so awesome. It's the way, you know, that's the way you have to think. It's it, So I think that's where the shift happens from having to put everything on your agenda to be forward thinking mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to go do this. That was right. probably on your agenda to do, right? Go visit dad. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. Let me prep the night before, get my things going, and, and then be there. So mm-hmm. that's and she's kind of pretty tenacious at follow ups and all that too. So that yeah. that's that's what a big thing. Yeah. What it takes. Yeah, because my family still they still haven't. I've been this is what my, going on my sixth year, and they still haven't bought into this business. <laughs> you know, crazy. it's crazy. It seems crazy. And like if they're with me, and um, we're going somewhere, and I'm like, stop. That house is vacant. Wait, let's go back, back up. We got it, and that just irritates the heck out of them. But I'm not gonna stop it, you know, because I see a vacant property, and Oscar knows I love vacant property. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's paid off for her. So yeah, Yeah. we like vacants. Yep, definitely. Mm -hmm. So the the property in Victorville. um, Tell us how. Maybe uh, do you remember the first day you walked the property, or the first day that you went to the house, from printing the list to the Mm -hmm. very first time you went? Yes. Tell me about that. Well, it was a. Um, I love vacants and property tax auction properties. Those are, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. So okay. this this was a property tax auction. So I had sent. Um, you know, I do handwritten cards. So I had sent. It was a getting time for San Bernardino County's property tax auction. So where do you where did you get the property tax auction information? How did you how did you know that? From the county of Riverside, they on their website. And so um, you just go there onto the website and search out that information yourself? Yes, because I've learned um, when each county has, when theirs is coming up. So I'm on their list for um, to automatically send me that the list is published now. You can go get it. Mm-hmm. But I always know now, since I've been doing it for a few years, exactly when it's going to be um, published so I can go. Because when it's published, they don't necessarily send you the email right away. Mm. So I usually go like a week before and check. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I mailed out a card to him, you know, asking about the property and if he intended to pay the property taxes or was he interested in selling. And I had mailed the card out, say, like on a Friday. And on that Tuesday, I got a call. Wow. And it was from, was it from? It was from Olafimi. Olu actually called Mm -hmm. you. Okay, cool. Cool. So Olu is the he was the owner, the homeowner, the guy who was living there. Uh, right. But it was vacant at the time, or wasn't no, it? Oh, he no, he was living there. It, it wasn't vacant. That's mm-hmm. right. He was living there. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he called you and said, "Yes, I'm interested. How much um, will you give me?" Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when I said, "Well, you know, we need to come look at it first, and you know, see what's going on with the property." So then that's when myself and Shammy, because I was working with Shammy at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I called Shammy and let her know what was going on and if she wanted to go with me. So then that's when we made an appointment to go out the following week. And we went there and took pictures and everything of the property and talked to him and s- tried to see what was in his head, what he was thinking and everything. And he didn't want, um, you know, a cash offer because he knew it wouldn't be as high as he wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's when we decided to partner with him. He was he was definitely trying to get as much as he could out of it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's so awesome. And then, so what? When was that? Do you know when you first? Yeah, it was a um, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it was a year and a half, February of two thousand and nineteen. That's awesome. So yeah. numbers wise, the house was paid off, right? Right. The house was paid off, and uh, to break it down, there was a property tax auction. So he didn't pay. How much did he owe in taxes? It was fifteen thousand and some change. So the house is paid off. He owes fifteen thousand in in taxes, and so because even though the house is paid off, the the taxes are getting ready to take the house. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because so. yeah, because when his um, father passed, the taxes weren't paid, and nobody paid the taxes anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he understood that he needed to pay the taxes because right. actually he was. There was somebody else that was the administrator of the state. Mm, not, not Olu. Olu. Not that's Olu. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And so, so, yeah. so it took about a year to uh, get, well, let's say maybe eight months. Mm-hmm. To get the other person get, on board. To get the other per- the administrator of the estate. Yeah. To get them basically on board with the whole process. So it took eight months, and then finally we were able to start the rehab. and it took us about a few months. So a whole year to go through this process and uh, I mean, to break it down over a year, um, I think the house is worth 300,000, right? Yeah. Where the offer was 310, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. So there's a little bit of spread involved in that one. It took some time, but uh, the persistence paid off, I think. Right, and Oscar understands it. My properties I don't get unless they're a year old. <laughs> I don't, get, I don't yeah. benefit, yeah. you know? No, I was just reminiscing too. On- and it's interesting because I, I had a little insight into into the transaction. I know that even after you, after the other the uh, the administrator of the estate was on board, mm-hmm. getting things done with them was like pulling teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Because a busy guy, uh, never available, uh, his staff is you know interfering, or I don't know if he put them up to it or not. Whatever, right? They're they're kind of blocking and tackling mm-hmm. stuff, and so there was a lot that of delays. <laughs> There's a lot of delays, right? But that just, again, goes back to my earlier comment of her tenacity that right. it's like, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. You know, we're going to yeah. get this done. We're going to figure it out. And uh, it got done. So proud of you. Yeah, it was. So the Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. I'm not gonna stop. You know, we're gonna get this done. We're gonna figure it out, and uh, it got done. So proud of you. Yeah, it was. So the administrator was somebody. You know, the person in charge of signing all the paperwork was somebody who was. Uh, it was like a friend of his of Olu's family, right? Or was it his uncle, or was it a friend well, of they the family? Well, ca- they call him uncle because the African culture. Yeah, that's right. But it was his dad's friend. His dad's friend, mm-hmm. and so he made his dad. His dad made his friend in charge of the because he's a doctor and savvy and knew that no, he wouldn't. His son wouldn't be taken advantage of, right? And so the three sons, yeah, that they weren't really responsible. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, it took pulling teeth to get to this doctor guy. He was actually at one point, I remember we thought we were going to lose it, right? We we were just going to walk away from the entire thing saying we could not get a hold of this guy in order to. So Adrian, actually both you 
Oscar, yeah, went, I went to his him. office. Oscar yeah. went to his office yeah. once. I went to his office with letters. It. I had his staff sign for the letters. I, That's you know, right. We did all kinds of stuff to to get his attention. It's, How many? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Oscar tried. How many times did you go back? Uh, me and Shami went four times to, to his... there and sat there from one time we sat from like nine to four, <laughs> and just sat there waiting and. You know, a couple times, three hours. Oh, my God. And then he would come, his staff would come and tell us, well, you know, he has to finish seeing his patients. And then once he finishes his patients, he has to run to the hospital to do a surgery so he can't see you today. You know. Because I I got the same thing. And so I was like, okay, so he's got to come in and out of the building. (laughs) I know where the hospital is, right? And there's only one real path to get back to the building where his office is at. So I'd park outside and I'm eating, you know, I felt like I was on the stakeout or something. <laughs> you <Yeah>, were. <laughs> yeah, like, it, was, it was nuts, man, but that no, was good. It, but that's what it takes, right, is that because most people would have just sent letters mm-hmm. and sent letters and then given up. Exactly. But it, no, you got to, you know, tenacity pays off. Yeah. And she at, kept going. Yeah. At one point, um, I forget who it was, just said, no, leave, doc, leave him alone right now. And I was like, <laughs> so I sent a text, another text, you know. Okay, I'll leave him alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then that's when he finally, remember, because yeah. that's when you got involved too. Yeah. yeah. And I said, no, I'm sending one more text. And see, and I sent a text, and then late at night, it was like about 1, one 2 o'clock in the morning, he responded. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's worth it in the end. That's how, the good, that's how you get the good deals, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. persist. You got to persist. Yeah. Put in the time, the effort. But, you know, it all starts. I love what she said about uh, when you asked her, hey, so how, what does your day start like? Mm-hmm. And it's all mindset. Right. right? It's, it's resetting yourself because we all go through our own stuff every day. Right. Sometimes every hour. Mm. It's the way it is. So if you're able to reset yourself every morning, then you're now centered to take the day on mm. and you're you're you know, you're better off. Does it mean that it's going to be a perfect day? No. Right. Because there's some power curveballs that come at you sometimes. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, because there's some days I don't even want to do it, mm-hmm. you know, because I got drained the day before or something like that. But I know that homeowner might go to somebody else or might somebody else might be able to might talk to him. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a that brings me to another good question. I think what what are the things that keep you going? Like mm-hmm. like you just said, when you when you decide when you're feeling those days, I don't I just don't want to do anything today. I don't feel like door knocking. I don't want to talk to people. You said. It's that homeowner could go to somebody else, mm-hmm. yeah, and you just lose that deal. It could be that right. day that somebody else decides to get up and go exactly, there. Exactly, yes. Yeah, because I'm not – I wouldn't call it stubborn. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't? No, I wouldn't call it stubborn. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'm just a type of um... – <laughs> You can't even say it with a straight face, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like – the days that I really don't want to – I just want to, you know, just chill for a couple hours or mm-hmm. something – and then I say, well, no, I've been working on this for like, like I have a property, I've been, a vacant property I've been working since 2016. What? Oh, really? Yeah, and the guy, I don't know, I don't want to sell. No, I don't want to sell. No, I don't want to sell. Leave me alone. You know, don't bother me. But I still kept sending him cards. And then finally, um, one day recently, I said, Jasmine, come on, let's go. We're going to go back to his house where he lives. <laughs> so we went there, like, it was either last week or the week before, and he just looked at me when he opened the door. Dang. And he said, you know what? I do want to sell, but I want to sell to a cash buyer only because I want to sell it as is. And I said, that's what I've been telling you for four years. <laughs> four years. Come to mama. Come on. Come <laughs> you know? I got you. 
Yeah, and I said, here's my card. Remember all these you've been getting in the mail? And Jasmine's looking at me and just laughing because oh, I'm like, goodness. you know, the dialogue that me and the man were having. And he said, yeah, I remember. I said, so I'm here. He said, okay, I'll be ready soon, and I will give you a call. I said, well, if you don't give me a call, I'm going to be back here. <laughs> so, Bro. I'm sure he was really aware of that fact yeah. <laughs> after four years. Did he find it funny? He started laughing. He, he kind of <laughs> chilled after a little yeah. bit and started laughing, yeah. Is that the first time you met him in person? Yes. Oh, because man. Because he never would open the door before. He's yeah. finally just like, what woman? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And his garage was open this time. His garage has never been open. Oh. The garage was open. That's good. And he answered the door. Yep. Yep, that's so true. Like you could just catch somebody on bad days. Maybe four years you caught them on the wrong day every time or whatever it was, you know, but just that one time. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Watch that turn into something. Yeah, I'm going to make it turn into something. Oh, no, no. Hey, turn it out. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so it should cool. be. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, uh, I just. I want people to have a clear understanding about what this business really looks like and what it takes to, you know, to actually get it done. And it's not, it has nothing to do with what you look like. It has nothing to do with your abilities. It has, it really has everything to do with just how you're going to show up. Right. How are you going to show up for people? Mm-hmm. And so it's every time we have a new uh, three day event and there's a new faces coming in, people want to know, um, how do I get my first deal? How do I get my first deal? How, I, the, you know, how do, how do I get my first deal? <laughs> That's the, always the number one question, right? Yeah. And we say the same thing. It really comes down to the conversations that you're having with people. Like, how are you showing up? Do people want to work with you right now? Like in your everyday life, do people, do people, are they drawn to you? Or like, do you draw people in? Do you have the gift of woo, you know, of winning others over? Um, or do people avoid you at all costs, <laughs> you know? And just the very, the very first time we talk to people, I can tell whether when they're asking questions like, "What? When am I going to get my first deal? Like, how do I get? You know, what do I have to do?" It's they're so distracted from actually just having good conversations, and right. and you know, it's it's hard to get people to understand what it takes. So, what what does it take for you to have good conversations? I'm getting out of my own head. And Oscar will tell you also, at the very beginning, I was always, and I still am a little bit like that, and that's not stubborn. Uh, I was the type of person where I didn't want to be bothered mm. with people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. That's really weird. In this type of business, but don't want to be bothered with people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've just always won that I was okay by myself, you know, and... Mm. I didn't want to be in the mess. Sure. And I think once I got all that out of my head, it was just me and my issues and everything. I was able to become more successful in this business. Mm-hmm. Because actually a lot of these homeowners, even you know the homeowners in foreclosure, vacant properties, tax auction, whatever, I have a lot in common with them more than I was able to realize before. Mm. And so now that helps me and it helps me to talk to them and helps them you know, put down their guards and everything where I had my guard up all the time. So how do I expect them to put down their guard when I'm walking at the, to their door with a guard? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what, what is something you say to people? Do you have some one of like a line you'll say to people that'll drop their guard <laughs> or like uh, maybe not a line, but a, um, a perspective, the conversation where you want to take the conversation or how you want to start it? 
Well, generally, just um, if I'm knocking on their door for a foreclosure, just basically, if they have their guard up, I just try to, like how we're taught, like find things and be genuine about it, though, like find things that you see at the house or that you know about that you could speak with them about. And like somebody like if they have a dog, I love dogs, I have dogs mm. and I'll ask them about their dog, mm-hmm. you know, and then they start to ease up when they say, oh, you know, oh, you're a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you love dogs. You're, you know, or yeah. just relate somehow with mm-hmm. them or just like how we're taught. Yep. It's just simple things, but just be genuine about it. Don't just make something up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so many, so much of the time people just want a friend. People yeah. really just want somebody, somebody to, talk to talk to. That's it. Somebody who will listen and not even really talk back. Most of the time, people just want to talk and want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, when I send out cards, the handwritten cards, I get a lot of um, things back, feedback from people saying, the reason why I called you was because you took the time and wrote the card out. Mm. And then one time this lady said to me, you took the car- time to write the card out and not only did you have a mistake, you crossed it out and just continued writing. <laughs> you know, and she said, that's a human. That's a person. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Any more, or more and more, I should say, uh, we're losing the human aspect of business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything yeah. is automated now. Even freaking DoorDash. Like, you're not ordering. People, so many when restaurants aren't a thing anymore almost, you know. Right. So yeah. anytime I think people can get that human connection. Yeah, I think it's huge right now. I think it is because right there's so much isolation and all that that's going on that uh, you know we're we're meant to interact with each other. That's what we were created for. So mm-hmm. the lack of it causes issues for us. Mm-hmm. So you know you start getting into the whole mindset stuff that everybody's dealing with, and yeah, I think there's I think there's value in being able to really be okay to walk up to that door and have that conversation and not make it about yourself or the or the house. Yeah, you know, just be there to serve. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing is be there to serve them because you don't know you don't right. know what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. And so much of the time when people have conversations with people that they don't know or they're getting ready to go talk to somebody that they don't know, you get so uncomfortable and so in your own head about it that it shows up. That's how you show up and that's how people see you. So um, I like to I like to pretend that I already know somebody before I meet them Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm getting ready. I pretend that I already know who they are or at, at least I would act the same way I will act when I'm talking to one of my best friends. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It really has a an effect on people that because that's honestly that's probably one of the one of the specific ways I think I've been able to make friends over the years is I treat them like they're already my friend, you know. Right. You're not coming rehearsed. No. You're yeah. just showing up genuine and treating them like a friend or a, mm-hmm. it could be a grandparent to me or you know what I mean somebody that I respect. Either way, I treat them like like that person is already in my life. Right. See, and, and that <clears throat> that is so contrary what to what everybody hears, right? Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's like, "Hey, what's the script? Here's a script. Mm-hmm. Read the script. Stick to the script." Mm-hmm. And and you know, people at birth aren't scripted. No, <laughs> you know, we're just people. So how how can you show up scripted? You know, I get you know an opening line. Yeah, hey, this is who I am. This is my partner. What about all that stuff? But mm-hmm. after that, it's like you have talking points, maybe, mm-hmm. but no script, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. People know the BS. Yeah, and then when you go, if you have a partner with you, I've I've found that the partner has to be almost the same as you, because if you if if you're not standoffish and they're standoffish, it doesn't work to me, because that's why I used to go by myself a lot, mm. 
And I know I would get from Oscar and Molina, don't go by yourself. Don't. because you were standoffish, though. And when you want anybody else, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're serious. <laughs> you're not just kidding. Because <laughs> I was. <laughs> Because I was, yeah. I wasn't. Because I could, I remember before when I would go by myself and somebody would, you know, just peek through the door. And I said, I understand that you don't want to open the door because I'm a stranger. I said, because I don't even open my door to people that <laughs> knock and I don't know who they are. So I understand. I said, but I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to help you. Nice. And that would help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. I can hear. I'm, I'm ready to open the door. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I don't care what you're selling. I'm buying. <laughs> yeah. Like but you it. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, it is. It, it, but it's hard to find those people to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very hard. It's, it's, it's really hard to, to find people that you align with well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many variables that go into it. Personalities, experiences, all that stuff, right? So goes back to mindset mm-hmm. yeah. and why everybody has to work on it and yeah. continually work on it. Yeah, and that's why um, it's, been, uh, it's been a gift to have NWAC, the club and everything, because otherwise I would have still been the walls up and everything and stuck and not want to, you know, be with it, participate with other people and every, you know, and just be the Adrian I was six mm-hmm. years ago, you know. But now, and then I wouldn't have grown within the club the way I've grown either. You know, now I enjoy helping other people, other students. Before I was like, I can't be bothered, you know? Wow. It, it was all about me. You know, I got, I'm got, i retired. I got in this because I want to have a better life. I want to be able to, you know, but it, getting these deals and getting paid on these deals isn't what it was for me when I first started because when I first started it was to have money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Now it's to have money for you know my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my why. It's a lifestyle now. Now it's yeah. your lifestyle. It's your mm-hmm. life. This is the life that you chose. All right. Uh, that's cool. I love I love to hear those words come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. That you're you've changed and now you're you know the money isn't the thing and that you're you're really there to serve and and help others achieve things and do things. So mm-hmm. it's cool. You're on record now, so that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> it's the most rewarding, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the juice. It really is. It really is. That's the best part is seeing other people succeed. Yes. And uh, giving back. Like that's the most rewarding part. It's like it's like they say. It's way way more fun to give a gift than to receive to one. Receive one. Right. Exactly. Yes. After you've made enough money, you realize, oh my god, I'm just gonna spend this money too. <laughs> yeah. Right. But just spend it to help others. Absolutely. What are you spending it on? Yeah. yeah. So true. So cool. Well. I think that I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, it's awesome. I hope that if you're listening to this, that you you take some wisdom from Adrian. She is one of the most humble people I've ever met, but one of the most hardworking go getters at the same time, and that's why we wanted her to be here. I think she is a a staple in. Um, in this business, in our company, even uh, I think she's a she should be a mascot for what it takes to <laughs> to get the job done. Really, mm-hmm. I wish more people. If more people uh, approach the business the way that you do, we would see a lot a lot more success. We and not just in real estate, but in people's lives mainly. Yeah, I think I think you know that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, once again, if you have any podcast ideas or any topics you want to hear, email me at davidboswell.nwac at gmail.com. 
Um, if you're interested in coming to the club, check us out at newwealthadvisorsclub.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. And we will talk again soon. Bye now. See you. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.